they are slowly getting back to the team that they used to be with uh, with everything from tactics to mentality and yeah they they fought till the end and now they they for the first time in a long time uh, they sh- showed that like winners dna that never gives yeah, up that that Juve spirit back but they just they look a lot more threatening with with that trifecta uh up front adrian rabio still i i feel doesn't really add too much to this team he, he just doesn't I, he doesn't I, i'm not really sure what he brings i'm i i kind of feel the same with western McKenney as well oi oi that's where i draw the line <laughs> western McKenney has been good he he worked hard he, he's a good player but he doesn't give them an edge he doesn't. Okay, he doesn't give them the an best, edge. He's not the best passer, which is obviously Manu, Manu Locatelli's job. But if Weston McKenney doesn't do what he does, you you probably are putting the the onus to track back and defend more on Locatelli, which is what you do not do not want at all. Yeah, but to be honest with you, I I can't see a Juventus team winning the Serie A just Scudetto with a midfield with Rabiot and Weston McKenney. I can see. I can see a midfield. Possibly not winning Scudetto, but challenging for Scudetto with McKenney in there. That if, as long as you can rotate him with someone, I can't see it with with Rabiot. Do you know what I want? Would like to see? I would like to see um, Ale- Rihanna. Yes, yes, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I would like to see um, Allegri move up Locatelli to to the uh, where Rabiot is playing and start playing Arthur more. That would that would. I think give them a lot more ingenuity, but you're sort of leaving McKenny to do all the defensive dog work. Then I think that Locatelli can do a fair bit as well. Yeah, to to a degree, I think to a degree because he he played under Deserbi last year and he's sort of used to more pressing. But surely, like I want to give Locatelli the license to roam more than anything. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, but I I I think that McKenny has got. Pretty fairly, I think, a, a bad rep when he first came, because um, I think he said it himself. He said, "My diet is poor, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not training hard enough." Basically, saying I'm eating too many burgers and I'm partying too much. Um, but but I think slowly, slowly, he's proving his worth to this uh, this Juventus team, and he will be a, a key cog for them. Or, of course, you can you can have Denis Zakaria now. Yeah, I, I in the long run, I I think uh, perhaps uh, Denis Zakaria will. Uh, take Western McKenney's position. I, I would try and play McKenney, Zachariah, and Locatelli all together. Yeah, uh, right now I would one hundred percent do that because I, 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 I don't rate Rabiot. No, Un- unfortunately, no. I, I don't. I don't see what he brings. Um, McKenney can at least box the box. Yeah. Um. Even even if he even if he isn't creating too much up front, which he does has a, I think he has an underrated quality to um, be a facet up front. Um, he's good at getting himself in the box and being at the right right place at the right time. I would say that too. But also in in build up play, he is capable of being an asset in in the in build up structure to provide short passes and and be a link from from midfield and and attack. But even if he isn't doing any of that. You can still say, okay, just go and marshal in front of the back four. Yeah. yeah. Go marshal in front of the back four and make sure that Deepale is getting the ball in 
good position so then he can stride forward and link with the with the tackle or, or find Locatelli from there. Um, and, give the ball to Paolo. Yeah, basically, yeah. Give give the ball to Paolo. But um, I'm not really sure what, what Rabiot is offering. It, it, it finished 1-1 with a last-minute uh, Juve header from uh, Danilo. Please tell me. And I, I've tweeted it out multiple times. I'll tweet it out again. I don't care. Please tell me you saw Max Allegri's smile on the pitch when, when Danilo scored. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. That was so funny, man. I was screaming <laughs> at the screen. I was like, this guy, this guy, that that is that is a grin it, it, of an evil villain, my friend. That is a grin of someone who believes that his terrorist ball is working. And to be fair to him, it actually is working. One of the first time this season we saw a proper smile on Allegri. That was just uh, such a, a what, what do they call it? A Cheshire cut? A Cheshire smile? Yeah. What is it? There's, there's some Cheshire cat smile, right? Uh, I'm not sure I know what you're referring to. Oh, yeah, I forget you're Swedish. Um, <laughs> a Cheshire cat smile is like a big cheesy grin with teeth. And uh, it just went to went to Allegri and you could see he was so chuffed with, um, <laughs> with the changes he had made and resulting that goal. But the changes he made, the changes he made, I think were just literally right. Who's on the bench? Who 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 can go up front? Uh, okay, yeah, Moisa Keane up front. There you go. He literally threw on every single forward and sacrificed a bunch of players. I don't think with any tactical instruction or with some tactical instruction, and they just didn't know what to do because it. it I was so confused at the shape that they were playing. Um, it just felt like there was a bunch of players running around trying to make things happen, and he had yeah not given them too much yeah, instruction, I- and he just thought all the forwards go up. Um, okay, I need a goal. What do I do? I bring them all the forwards. And then it worked, but it was from a corner. Yeah. And what a header it was. Yeah, it, it was good. But let's uh, let's have some quick talk about Malibum Malinowski. There isn't a better striker of a ball outside of the box. No, 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 no. It's seen just to like uh Mali boom just seen to like the his his shot from distance and like the power he has in it i it's like the only two i can remember who had a similar strike on the ball is is uh, roberto carlos and uh, john arne risa yeah to to actually generate that much power to hit it up there um, and and this, the thing is that he gets so much power into it, but he also gets so much precision. Yes, yeah. The, uh, Matthias De Ligt went up to him after the game, apparently, and said, how did you even, not only score that, but how did you even think to even shoot from there? Because it was just an impossible angle. If you haven't seen the goal, please go back and watch it. And then, whilst you're at it, go back and watch all of Malinowski's goals and uh, and have a good day watching them. And while, while you're also at it, Try to find the angle from behind the shot. Whilst you're whilst you're also at because that, it's in a... please tune into breakingthelines.com and and read all the articles there. <laughs> <laughs> Malinowski was not only uh, I don't think it was just the goal though either. It was everything about his game. He's whether it was ball carrying, whether it was taking defenses on, or a Juve defense on and trying to make things happen. I thought that he really provided Atalanta with something different in a time where they're a bit more scant with forwards and because of that we're not really seeing 
what we're used to, which is the explosive Atalanta football of of, of Gasparini's men in, in the past. Yeah, the, the the thing that Malinowski adds to your team is also that when like when the the game in the box or around it doesn't work, you always have an option from distance in him. Like yeah, you you have like that flexibility to to have two threats uh, always on the pitch. Yeah, Luis Muriel had a decent chance as well when it was basically an open net and Chesney was off his goal line, but he just looks so devoid of confidence at the moment. Yeah, and uh, I think it's a very tough blow for, for Atalanta to not have uh, Duvan Zapata. Yeah, back injured again, and then obviously Ilicic is, is going through some personal problems. Um, you know, Papu Gomez is move last year wasn't felt because Malinowski and Muriel stepped up but this, this year it, it hasn't been the case so uh, Atalanta is still well within a shot of, of Champions League football but they they need to start scoring more goals again and in order to do that I think somebody like Jeremy Boga will, will have to step up more than you signing um, he's uh, he, he's just arrived from, from Sassuolo in the, in the past window but it, it might be time for him to step up yeah yeah for sure and uh, I mean, I would like to see him more on on a wing uh, because I I feel like he he can provide the most from there. Um, but they just don't they don't have any options up front at the moment. They don't. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the problem. I also feel like they were going into the Juve game thinking, okay, a point is fine. Whereas um, Atalanta in previous games would have attacked them. For sure, At- Atalanta has that mentality to never back down from any game, and uh, yeah, I also feel like they, they, they were they were pleased with one point here, and um, that they got. Um, but I mean, if I were uh, one of their one, if I were a supporter of Atalanta, I I would feel robbed. <laughs> Not only is the title race hopping up. Oh, sorry. Let me do that again. Lots of mistakes today, huh? <laughs> one of those days. <laughs> yeah, one of those days. Me. I didn't sleep much, man. I didn't sleep much. Um, yeah, me neither. I'm I'm also a bit off today. No? Today. How, how, come you, how come you didn't sleep much? I came, came home late from work and, uh, you know, I was... I really had a high gear in and uh, needed, like... Two or three hours to calm down a bit. It was uh, so much to do yeah. at work last night. So, well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Let's not waste not waste too much time. But like, we'll we'll get the Milan done and then um, get the relegation stuff out of the way. Um, yeah. Shit, I don't even know what I was meant to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit, what what were we talking about? We've talked about uh, the game. Lazio, Napoli, Juve. Okay, yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm back in now. Cool. Um, not only is it heating up at the top, uh, it's going to be a tough fight for the Champions League spots as well. Roma are on 46 points behind Juve. Lazio on 42, four points behind Juve. Atalanta on 44 with a game in hand two points behind Juve. It's nice that we can have not only a title race, but we can have like the, the Champions League fight as well and a, a fight at the uh, bottom. 
Milan picked up uh, a nice routine 1 0 win against Sampdoria, created plenty, could have scored more. Um, what did you make of it with uh, coming in with Maxi on the Milan watch? <laughs> yeah, almost exactly what you said. It was uh, a routine win and not nothing more, nothing less. And maybe Milan could have scored one or two goals more, but also in the in the past Milan has often struggled with the like the early kickoff games. So a win in an early kickoff game for Milan is always a good win. And you know, now now they're up in in the in the lead in Serie A, and uh, I think that uh, everyone in in the red part of Milan is uh, happy at the moment. Yeah, yeah, good things. Uh, good things are coming. Yeah, and uh, speaking of good things coming, yeah, a bronze. Well, is he bronze? Yeah, I guess he's tanned. A bronze blonde bomber signed, sealed, and delivered a new contract. Theo Hernandez. Rejoice, friends. Rejoice, Milan friends. It's such an important extension for Milan. You know, I, I tweeted about it. Like, the, it, It's uh, getting back to where they were step by step. First first off, they qualified for the Champions League last season, uh, which was like the first uh, target they had in mind. Now now they have re-signed uh, Tio Hernandez, uh, Rafael Leao and Ismael Benacer has contract extensions on the way um like getting getting to keep those key players are perhaps the next step um it's it's so important that they can keep the core uh, with the key players and, and you know both uh Tio Hernandez and and uh, no wait I, I i thought wrong but Tio Hernandez he's such a like in Italy, it's called Bandiera, uh, really like a good represent for for Milan. Bandido. He. Uh, I'm joking. He's not a bandido. <laughs> he could be. And uh, but yeah. Could he? Uh, such such an important re-signing for Milan. Um, and re-signing Benasser and Leao would be vital as well because, wow, Rafael Leao these days, what a player. Yeah, I think brick by brick, like you said, these are the next steps. Young players getting tied down to sort of big contracts. And hopefully you won't lose a player for free this time. <laughs> I think if Milan he, will he, do if that. If he does decide to go. If he does decide to go. Obviously, um, you need to sort out Frank Kessie's contractual situation as well. But you can sort of see what Maldini's doing. Because he was um, booed when he entered the pitch at San Siro this weekend. Yes, he was. I think, I think fans are just tired of the saga, really. Yeah. I think uh, it's a lot of PTSD. It's from worse the... when your form is worse is, is bad. It's worse when your form is bad. It's all right if you're playing well and you're still in the press, like oh maybe I'll stay, maybe I'll go. When you start playing shit, like that's when it gets it gets worse. Yeah, and you know I think that not only does the does this remind Milan of of the Chalanoglu situation, but I think this this is harder as well because Kessie has always been such a like. Um, how should you say? Acting almost like a fan of the club, saying that the Milan, the yeah, he's always he's always acted like he's in love with the yeah, club. Yeah, like saying stuff like me, the Milan shirt is like my second skin. I bleed red and black. 
second scene. Yeah, and these kind of things. So, like, if you had Frank Kessie as a playable game character, you could click his second scene and be the Milan. Exactly. You I know? think that's what was it. Conclude. Was it Halo or like one of those games where you could have a cool last skin? Yeah, and and all these uh, other like all these, all these, yeah. So yeah, I think that um, that this this situation is a lot more hurtful for Milan supporters uh, than than the Chalanoglu situation last year because the Chalanoglu situation you more or less only get tired of. Cassie leaving would hurt more. Yes. Do you, Do you think he will leave? Yeah, yeah, I think so. If he wanted to stay, I think that it would have been no problem to to sign a deal with perhaps a bit less than what he wants in 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 the salary. But yeah, he's he wants a bigger contract than Milan can offer, and he can only get that in the bigger bigger clubs like Barcelona or or the Premier League. Bet my money on that, Cassie leaves. Elsewhere, the biggest results this week, I felt, were a massive, massive win for Venezia in, in Turin against uh, against Torino. 2-1. Um, let me see if I can pronounce this right. Domen Schirnikoc. Domen Schirnikoc scored in the 46th minute uh, right after halftime. I don't know if, you, if, if anybody hasn't seen this goal. Please, please YouTube it. Smacks it top left from the cross coming in on the left. Big big win for Venezia. You could see how big it was because all of them at the at the end of the game were celebrating like mad. That lifts them to twenty one points now, level with Cagliari on seven in in seventeenth, and then from up there it's Sampdoria on twenty three points. Yeah, to be honest, I I think that like solely speaking from like performances this season, I don't think that Venezia. Uh, should be where they are. I think that they've I, no, they haven't been. They haven't been they, bad or awful at all, and they have a very sexy yeah, kit. Four of them, uh, but you know, Napoli have a lot. <laughs> it's a competition. <laughs> no, I, I think that they they've caused trouble for for even the bigger teams, uh, Venezia, and uh, I think they should be above the the relegation zone, and Cagliari should pro- Cagliari should probably be be in there place um but yeah so i think that um like the results they are where they are because of the results but i think <laughs> it would be justice if if venezia were above the relegation where Cagliari is and um uh, but yeah, as you said, it's a the the win this weekend was crucial, and now they're on points with Cagliari above the relegation zone. So I think it will be a close race there, uh, because in my mind, uh, Genoa and Salernitana are already gone. Yeah, I was just looking there. I think everybody from Spezia down is still in trouble because there's still so much football to play. There's 13 games left to play, but everybody from Spezia down this week either drew or lost apart from Venezia. So like when, when you get a win and you're down there, it just increases tenfold because normally the teams around you are, are doing shit uh, as well. Genoa have have a staggering 12 draws this year. 12. 
only one victory. They've got they've won once and they've drawn twelve times. Like they've they've drawn their last three games, which is you think okay, that's all right, but they need to start turning some of them draws into wins, otherwise they're in serious trouble of going down. Which I would be pissed off at because then that would mean Matai Distro goes down. But hopefully he goes to like an Empoli or a Spezia or a Verona or a yeah yeah. Why the hell not, man? Well, Milan needed Milan needed striker. Juventus. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to be honest, I I think that um, Sampdoria will will turn a bit f- from here on out. I think yeah, I, I think Sampdoria. Will be they fine. they've shown progress, or at least signs of progress now. When when Gianpaolo is back, I think they played a good game against Milan. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought what they were yeah. trying was very interesting. I thought they they tried to press them high, which is, uh, which again I thought okay, all right, all right. I see you, Jean Paolo. But but then I was like, well, it's Milan, so they're just going to pass through you, which is exactly what happened. Um, but at least they tried different things. I also think that their team is way too good to go down. Like way too good. like some of the players they have: Cosby, Sensi, Caputo, Gandrava. Uh, Ekdal uh, as well, and of course the the OG goat Qualiarella. Like I don't, I don't see Sam going down, and I'll be very sad if they do go down. Um, uh, Darnish. I remembered one thing we missed talking about, which could get us cancelled. What as in as in cancel cultured? No, uh, yeah, perhaps both. As in we're getting a cancel. Well, I mean, I don't know if you should say it, but go on. How have we not talked about Mike Magnon's assist to Rafa Leao? Hey, well, we just well, we can we can we can put it in now. I guess we we missed that out now that we're talking what? about Sampdoria. Explain it. What a pass! I mean, yeah. I, Milan don't have a goalkeeper; they have a quarterback pinging balls to their fan uh, offense. That was a great, great pass for Leao to latch onto. Yeah, it was. He's so incredibly humble as well. Who? Uh, Leao or Mignon? My, my, um, Mignon, sorry, uh, I always say his name wrong. Is it Mignon? Yeah. So like like filet Mignon? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's so humble. He's not, um, I think somebody asked him about whether he's replaced Donnarumma and he was like, but he was a good player too and I'm nobody's replacement and I'm my own player and I was like, that, that's so nice. I would have just been like, yeah, fuck Donnarumma. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know many, many Milanisti who would have said that. Yeah, oh, fuck Donnarumma. I mean, not me. Like, I'm not going to say fuck Donnarumma, but that's what I would have said. Um, yeah, until, until we get it, the... It, uh, we should stop cursing It's someone. what you said. This is definitely going to be the last episode, isn't it? We are, our ass is going to get cancelled for this. <laughs> I mean, you said fuck Donnarumma before we went on air, but... <laughs> I'd say that. I'd say fuck Donnarumma. I was talking about something else. <laughs> You put me on blast this week, but um, I don't know where I see it going right for Genoa, honestly. No, I mean, the the team is probably not strong enough, and they've... Real tough games coming up as well. In the next um, eight games, they play Inter, Lazio, Atalanta, Milan. Yeah, it's a nightmare schedule. It really is, if especially considering the fact that it was Salernitana this week, and they they couldn't get they couldn't get the three points. Yeah, exactly. Now I, it's going to be a very 
Genoa are in trouble, man. Genoa are in yeah, trouble. Yeah, they they always are like a cat. They always survive, but I don't think they will this season. I think that their nine lives might be up yeah. this year. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yep. The week. You don't yeah, get any I mean, they, they brought Shevchenko in when it was the hardest schedule possible. And then they sacked him because they were like, Sheva. I can't believe you didn't do anything. And it's like, mate, that was the hardest schedule. <laughs> and, he, and you've given him the, the, the smallest amount of time. But um, but anyway, on the on the note uh, of time, I'm going to end it there. Maxi, thanks as always. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you next week where we'll be uh, discussing and dissecting whatever happened in the Champions League to uh, Juventus and Inter Milan and also discussing what happened to the um, other teams in the Europa League like Napoli against Barcelona, for instance. Thank you very much for joining. Please tune in to uh, BreakingTheLines.com for all your football article needs and other podcasts. Thanks very much. We will see you next week. Ciao.